Hello and welcome back to the Go For Two podcast. I'm Liam, your host, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host Patrick. Patrick, mate, week two on the horizon. How are we doing? Yeah, yeah, excited. It was uh, absolutely cracking week one, to be fair, just real, gets you back straight hooked in, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I've, I don't know if you've uh, seen the schedule. Uh, I do feel like week two might be weaker <laughs> from a uh, Sunday perspective. Um, there's some pretty uh, pretty weak games. And uh, I don't know if you've seen the Sky selections as well, but a lot of people were uh, unhappy about the... Uh, I, was, <laughs> I was surprised. I'll tell you why I was surprised. And I hate it as well. I mean, I've I mean, I watched Red Zone. It's fine. But the, the 49er Seals game starts at five past nine. So you probably miss a good 10, 15 minutes of that. So I hate it when they do that. Just put yeah. Raiders Cardinals on. It's just better game, isn't it? Yeah, I agree. They do that quite a bit as well, that whole 9-5 thing. They'll do it three or four times a season. You, you do end up missing stuff, especially if the last game's still, the 6pm game's still interesting, if someone can still win it late. They won't go to the 9pm game so as late as possible, will they? That's the, uh, yeah, exactly, that's yeah. the problem. And we've got two Monday night football games as well this week. We have, yes. And they only start an hour and five minutes apart, which, again, well, I don't understand that logic either because just you're not going to be able to watch both. Also, two very good games as well, so it kind of makes the Sunday slate a little bit weaker, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't know why. Do you know why they've actually done those two? Because it's not, an, it's not a normal thing. Is it? they're, not, they're not doing this every week, are they? No, no, I've got no clue, no. Yeah, it's very weird. Um, but anyway, we're here to, to preview and pick all week two games against the spread. Um, but before that, we do have one game that we couldn't cover on Monday because it was Monday Night Football. So Seahawks triumph over Russell Wilson, 17-16. A very typical Seahawk game, uh, apart from the fact we had Geno Smith kind of rolling left like Patrick Mahomes and throwing a pass over the top of someone's head on the run and then also slinging a 40-yard uh, pass across his body. Um, but apart from that, it was a very, very typical typical Seahawks game. Um, what were your biggest takeaways, I guess, from either side on this one? Well, I will say, number one, I actually really enjoyed this game. I think it's just because of the Wilson story going back to Seattle. And, and the atmosphere was great, wasn't it? Yeah, that, it was great. Booze and throughout the game, it was so loud. So, yeah, it was a good game. I think it all boils down to your feelings on paying however much Russell Wilson's contract is and then don't trust him to get five yards. And then ask your kicker to make the biggest kicker he's ever, kick he's ever made and the second biggest in NFL history. So, I mean, to me, it was ridiculous that they did all that, wasted all that time as well, didn't know what they were doing. So, yeah, that's my biggest takeaway from that. In a, such a hard division, I mean, everyone's already saying that I don't think the AFC West is going to be the gauntlet that it is. But, mate, those division games are going to be so tough that yeah. the Broncos could not afford to give that up with terrible decision-making. And, yeah, they... Obviously lost the lost the big fumble at the goal line, didn't they? But at the end of the day, it boils down to that awful decision at the end. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, I was talking on a Chargers podcast last night, and um, I was kind of saying I was agreeing with one of the host points that week one you kind of have to throw out week one a little bit. But when you're in a hard division, every win is and loss is really important because. This is a game they were obviously favoured in on the road against a team that won't win loads of games, and you lose that game. How many other teams in the AFC, Bills, Chargers, Chiefs, are going to go and lose to... They will lose games, but how many of them are going to lose to a team that you think, oh, God, they should hammer them, and then they go and get beat? I don't think many of them will. So yeah, I, I think exactly. even a week one doesn't matter, I just think that having one less chance to win a game does matter a little bit in a division like this. And in the AFC, where I think... What do we think? The seventh team for the playoff in the AFC is probably going to have to win 
I'd be surprised if they didn't win 11 games, maybe. I think 10 at a minimum. And I think if you lose this game, you're just cutting your chances down, aren't you? Yeah, for sure. And to be fair, one of the teams is going to be 2-0 and come Thursday night. So, Yeah, your division looks harder immediately, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In terms of my, my thoughts, uh, very impressed, actually, with Seahawks' offensive line. Both of those tackles from this year's draft looked really, really good. Um, shame to see Jamal Adams get injured as well, which is disappointing. Uh, again, said a million times on the pod, the trade was terrible, but I still think he's a good player, and you don't see a lot of people see people get hurt. And yeah, it sucks for him to have a, another injury. Uh, Geno Smith probably looked better than most people thought. Um, DK Metcalf still got involved, which was nice for fantasy football. But um, for me, I think Denver. I think their defense has always been overhyped, but their defensive line struggled to move the Seahawks offensive line at times, which I found interesting. Uh, and then their offensive line really got pushed back by an average defensive line in the Seahawks. So for me, I think Denver's kind of both sets of trenches looked a bit underwhelming. And I don't know what you thought about watching the game back, but the offense, everyone was like, what's it going to look like? How interested is it going to be? What are they going to run? This is just Seattle's <laughs> offense for the past five <laughs> just, years. It's it just exactly Seattle like in a different uniform. That was yeah. quite literally all it was. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. And uh, don't want to get too much into it, but yeah, because we've already touched on it and we've got a lot to go through. But yeah, terrible decision at the end. Uh, I know they were saying, oh yeah, we just got him to his hash mark. All he wanted to do was get to the hash mark. Apparently he was lobbying to take the kick on the sideline, but I don't care what you say. Like, so kicker, what? Yeah, kicker's lobbying. He's never made a... Uh, uh, there was a Warren Sharp like, shared something that of his last 54-plus yarders, he's missed the last seven that are 54-plus yards. Obviously, they are hard kicks, but this was something like 63 or 4. I can't remember the exact yeah, number. but 64. It was the second biggest kick in history. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> that's just yeah. Just... Like how how can he say, oh, yeah, we sorry, I missed. It's my fault. That's my hash mark. It's like, okay, well, if that's your hash mark, you're the best kicker ever because like, <laughs> yeah. if you can comfortably hit that, then you should be the best kicker ever. But you obviously can't comfortably kick it. And I just think... Very weird decision. Um, and the worst part of it was letting the clock run down. <laughs> just call the timeout immediately if you're going to do it, because then at least you can have a decision. But it just seemed like they just wasted all that time. They didn't even try and run a play and catch them offside. They just called the timeout immediately. And uh, yeah, I know he's come out since the coach and said it was a bad decision, but it definitely was. And he's not going to win many big AFC games with that sort of attitude, because I think if you're the Chiefs or Chargers in a divisional game and you're and you're winning, and the Broncos have got 64 yarder to tie. You're going to take that nine times out of ten, I think, just because. Uh, how many times is he going to make it? I don't think not many, but yeah, weird game. But nice to see Seattle win. The crowd was fun. And I don't know if you heard, but Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson did not speak once. <laughs> that does not surprise me. There's a lot of uh, love lost there. All the ex Seahawks as well. Like Richard Sherman were giving him some stick on social media. I don't know if you saw it, but. Oh, my God. He was just killing Russell Wilson on social media. Those guys, I know that was kind of talked about all those years, but those guys from the Legion of Boom just don't like him, do they? Do not like him. He took too much credit for what really was the defensive Super Bowl and that era, didn't he? Yeah, but I just wonder if he really did take too much credit (laughs) or if it was just the media and the organisation that was given credit. I don't really like Russell Wilson, but he doesn't really talk that highly of himself. He just acts a bit strong. Uh, did you see what he wore to the game as well? That light I, blue. I did see that, yeah. <laughs> and he called himself Double O Three. Me Double O Three, and then he gets beat by Gino. Um, yeah, <laughs> interesting. But yeah, that is uh, week one in the books. Let's move on to week two. We pick every game against the spread. We'll go in order as well, um, and we have a very exciting Thursday night game. Uh, Chargers at Chiefs. The spread is Chiefs minus four. 
So it was minus three. It has gone out to minus four now after the Chiefs win and people maybe betting a little bit more on this game. Um, what are your thoughts on the game first, I guess, before we uh, before you pick your spread? Yeah, obviously, incredibly exciting game uh, for a Thursday, first Thursday night football season. I mean, it, it's, a, it's almost too early to, to have this game. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, I just love kind of like pivotal division games kind of later on. But, you know, it's week two. We've got to go with it. May I heavily favour the Chiefs in this game. Not just... Oh. Yeah, yeah, not just on um, kind of the Chargers sputtering performance in week one, which which it was. I know they got the win, but it kind of they definitely weren't at full gear, were they? And obviously with Keenan Allen's no. injury, is he confirmed out now? Definitely. Not definite. Well, I think it's pretty much definite. He's not confirmed yeah. out, but all, all the signs point to that. Uh, he'll be out. Trent McDuffie will be out and the Chiefs field goal kicker Harrison Butker will also be out. And JC Jackson might be out as well. Yeah, JC, I saw that. Yeah, for me, the Chiefs just kind of looked like they clicked straight into gear and weren't missing Tyreek at all against, you know, Cardinals. We know what we think of the Cardinals, so it's, you know, you <laughs> take, take the maybe the win down as a notch. But the, 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 the Chiefs looked um, like they were clicking straight away. I'm more than happy to lock in the Chiefs at minus four, I think. Yeah, I was talking about this on that podcast instead of the Chargers fans, and Keenan does mean a lot because what Mike Williams is now the number one, and he is—he's not limited. They do do more with him than just go balls, but he's not Keenan Allen, is he? In terms of getting open at every level of the field, so he's, he's going to be the number one, and now your number two is going to be Josh Palmer, and I just think that does make a big difference against a team like the Chiefs, who, who you know, will probably put up. I said yesterday, what do you think? This is fair that whoever wins this game will probably put up twenty-seven points at least. Yeah, you know? at least, yeah. Yeah, so the Chiefs will put up 27. It's like, okay, without Keenan Allen, can the Chargers put up 30? I think, yeah, probably. But then you trust Mahomes to go and, and score you that one more touchdown to get you into the 30s. So for me, I'm Chiefs minus four as well. I prefer minus three if I could get it, but it's minus four everywhere now. Um, yeah, I still think they could split the season series. I think if they had JC Jackson and Keenan Allen, I think this line would probably be more like three. But I think Keenan Allen is a big mess. So I'll go. Chiefs minus four as well. Very fun game. First game on Apple, but we know how Patrick feels about Thursday night football. <laughs> Not good. Um, Sunday then, we have... Uh, don't know which game was the one on... Oh, no, I do know which game's on Sky. I thought this game might be on Sky, but it wasn't. So, Dolphins at Ravens. Um, first kind of big test, really, for this Dolphins offense, because we know the Ravens defense are going to throw things at you. Uh, and then also, they're going to have Lamar Jackson on the other side instead of uh, Matt Jones and, and Nelson Aguilar. So, the spread is Ravens minus four, mate. Um I thought that I thought this might be minus five or six, but obviously they're really the bookies are liking that win that the Dolphins had over the Patriots. Um, do you think there's a chance that this could be a, a bit of a big win for the Ravens, or are you a bit of a believer now in the, the Tua McDaniel's combo? I'm not a full believer. Yeah, I think this could be a good game. Though. This is um, yeah, this definitely could have been chosen, couldn't it, as a Sky game? I guess it might be the divisional game after it. Yeah, this is, a, this is a really fun game, actually. But what I will say is the Dolphins' run game is going to need to be infinitely better than it was against New England. I know New England, their run defence is OK, but it's going to need to be more than Chase Edmonds, 12 carries, 25 yards against the Ravens. So, yeah, interesting. I've seen uh, Tyreek Hill and Waddle again together. I was quite impressed, but... You know, not over, not overly so. I wouldn't say that Tariq Hill was one of the stars of Week One. Yeah, was he? He kind of he got eight for ninety-four, but 
kind of didn't yeah he didn't really break out did he no i think that's what you'd expect as well from a wide receiver one do you know what i mean like I'd be surprised if there'd be loads of weeks where AJ Brown, Justin Jefferson, I don't know, Devontae Adams don't get 85 plus yards. Do you know what I mean? I'd be, that's quite a bad week, isn't it, for wide receiver one in an offense that's not blessed with loads and loads of wide receivers. But um, I thought Jaden Waddle looked actually really impressive as well, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Uh, great burst of pace through like four defenders, wasn't it, on that slant that he took <laughs> all the way to the end zone. It was. Uh, but yeah, yeah, really interesting game. I do favour Baltimore again. Though that last week Baltimore's um, run game was not good at all. I mean, I know they got injuries. So Kenyon Drake took like eleven carries for an average of two point eight. I just don't want to see Kenyon Drake having eleven carries in twenty twenty two. I'll be honest with you, but I, I'm going to ride with Baltimore in this game. I like Mark Andrews to have a big game. He was relatively quiet by his standards last week. Yeah, it was quite. Yeah, I'm with you, I think. Better quarterback, better head coach for me. Um, offensive lines, I think, are a little bit of a wash because of the injuries. I know the Dolphins lost a few guys in the game on Sunday. I'll see if they play this weekend. But, um, yeah, I'll go with the the Ravens. I think they have to be careful on the bl- if they blitz. So the Ravens obviously blitz a lot. And if you ever blitz a team with Tyree Kill, even if the quarterback's not great, all it takes is a couple of them to get through and you've left yourself with a lot of space behind the defence for Tyreek Hill to try and beat people one-on-one, which I think he can do. So, um, yeah, I'll be interested. I think this could be a high-scoring game, actually. Um, but I'm going to go Ravens. That's one I'm looking forward to. Uh, next game I'm not looking forward to. It is Joe Flacco versus Jacoby Brissett. Oh, good in, Lord. <laughs> in Cleveland. Um, the Browns are favoured with Brissett by six points, which Ooh. felt like a lot initially. Um, but obviously they did get a win in week one. The Jets looked really bad in week in week one. On offense, they did look bad. I know Flacco was getting a lot of uh, preseason hype from beat writers, but that hype did not translate to performance on the field. Um, where do you sit with this spread? Is it a little bit bigger than you thought as well? Right, so do you remember in the week one review part, the, um, I can't remember which QB threw the ball 50 times, and I was like, oh, that was the most that week. But we didn't really touch on the Ravens-Jets. Mate, Joe Flacco had 59 passing attempts. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? I couldn't believe it. After when I saw it, I was like, oh, why? Why do you think that that's a good idea? And it was like they had 17 carries. They got some good young running backs. You know, Michael Carter, obviously Brees Hall, rookie. But I was like, my God, that is not a recipe. <laughs> yeah, Brees Hall hardly ran as well. Compared yeah, to Brees thing. barely touched the ball. So, no, mate, that line, I just... That game plan, are they going to overhaul that game plan in a week with Jets, Salah? I don't think so, mate. I mean, I'm not stuck on um, Jacoby Brissett, obviously, throughout his career as a number one, but they look put together as a football team. You've got Chubb, you've got Hunt, you know, they've got Cooper, who was fairly quiet last week, but no, mate, you're going to have to give me the Browns in this game. I can't take Joe Flacco seriously throughout the <laughs> 60, 60 times. Oh, my God. Yeah, unfortunately, we are uh, three for three on these um, these spreads. I've also gone Browns minus six. Can't be having Flacco. If this was minus six with Zach Wilson, I'd still think there's a chance they could get hammered, but I'd be taking it because I would like the six points with a player that I think can just generate a couple of touchdown drives from nowhere. Give yourself a 20-point cushion, really, if you include the spread. Whereas I think Flacco, he's he got more chance of giving you a pick six to give you a like a 12-pot. 12-point hole almost in this game. So, uh, yeah, I'm with the Browns. I think the run game looks good. The offensive line 
Um, I thought blocked well when I looked at the tape, but didn't get very good reviews afterwards. So we'll see if the Browns can clean that up. But it seems like the runners were just beating people and just the most forced missed tackles, I think, um, for two running backs together in a long, long time. So those two were very good. So I just think they'll be able to run the ball, control the clock. I think they'll probably win by 10. So not loads, but because uh, I think Brissett will still offer the ball up to the Jets' defense and Source Gardner played well in week one. So, um, yeah, I'll go Browns minus six, but I don't think it'll be a big, big score. I just think that Flacco's too bad. <laughs> Hopefully they run the ball a bit more early on. I think that this game could go pretty fast, don't you, with the two with the two teams if they decide to run the ball a bit more? Yeah, absolutely. If the Jets remember to call a few run plays in there. Yeah, I have to say, I do think they only passed that much because they were losing. I don't think it was the plan before the game. I just think they got down early and we're trying to catch up, but we'll see what the game looks like this weekend. Um, Commanders at Lions. So the Lions are favoured by three points. And officially, that is the only, if it happens anyway, that'll be the only time in 25 games where the Lions are favoured for a game. Um, So yeah, what are your thoughts? You saw more the Lions than me in week one playing your team. Is there a chance they can uh, win at home against Carson Wentz? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think they, they definitely played the Eagles well. Like I said, it was the Eagles' deficiencies in the defensive play calling as well might have been a little bit. But I think it's going to be a sneaky good game because the Commanders and Wentz looked better than expected. But we know what happens when Wentz plays well one week. He then does not play well perhaps <laughs> another week. So they had a, obviously I liked um, Curtis Samuel as well, dragging himself out of the kind of the receiver graveyard. He looked pretty good last week, especially on kind of like the intermediate stuff. So obviously you're going to get the big plays, aren't you, with kind of McLaurin and uh, Gibson as well, like we spoke about. He was over 120 yards, wasn't he? I, I think you're going to have to give me Washington in this game. There's no. Did you say the Lions are favoured by three? Yeah, Lions are favoured by You're three. You're going to have yeah. to give me Washington. I'm not having Detroit be my favourite. It's annoying because I've also already written down on the sheet Commanders plus three. <laughs> so we are currently match- matching up. And the next, I can't see us picking different in the next three games either, but we'll see. Um, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I, I like the fact the Lions are favoured. I think they probably deserve to be after scoring that many points against an Eagles defence that the bookies will think are really good. I don't think they'll read into the snap counts as much. I know Jordan Davis really hardly played, which I thought was surprising. But um, yeah, Commander's offense still can be, I won't be, I don't know if it'll be classed as good because <laughs> of Carson Wentz, but I think it can be explosive. I think there'll be three or four times where they can score, maybe not three touchdowns, but they can score 17 points in a game because they've just got wide receivers that get open down the field that can catch contested balls and then a QB that's willing to put it up. And he has got a strong arm, even if he's not great, he has got a strong arm. So I think they can just score a lot of points out of nowhere. Because I think the Lions are going to have to dink and dunk all game with Jared Goff, aren't they? So, um, yeah, I'll go Commanders plus three as well. Goff looked pretty bad on Sunday, didn't he, from all reports that I heard? Yeah, he, he wasn't he wasn't great, no. I, I think this is quite an interesting game, actually. I mean, Washington could be 2-0. I mean, that's... They're going to win the division, I'm telling you now. Commanders. Wow. First year they've they've ever existed. And they're <laughs> going to win the uh, <laughs> they're going to win the uh, the NFC East. I want to see what the odds are on that. By the way, the Cowboys like went uh, their fourth favourites for the division after the Dak injury. Oh yeah. I have to see that. It does feel like a good bet though, and just hope that he comes back a bit early. And the division um, beats itself in game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's what you're hoping for. Yeah, Eagles are down now from second favorite all the way down to eight to eleven. 
Well, Commanders are at nine to two. Giants five to one. Cowboys six to one. The NFC East. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, next game then. Why not? One AFC South tie last week. Let's see if we can chuck another AFC South tie in this week. We have Colts at Jags. Um, Colts are favoured on the road by four points after that game against Tennessee. Uh, sorry, against um, Houston, where they uh, managed to somehow draw with that team. But um, yeah, what are your thoughts on, on this one? Obviously, Colts on the road always do bad in week one. Now we're through to week two. Will they do a little bit better? Um, or do you think Trevor Lawrence can bounce back from a pretty poor first half against the Commanders and score some points on this team? Oh, mate, let's have the Jags. No, I'm going straight in. I'm going for the Jags. Um, uh, yes. I would not. Is that is that going to be different to you? Which is lots of fun. <laughs> yeah, no, just to give me the dab. I was not impressed um, with Indianapolis at all. I'm expecting them to be better this week, but also expect uh, the Jags to be better. They, they looked much better coached. I went back and watched this game in 40, uh, like Monday night, and I just thought, you know what, they looked a better coached team, and if Travis Etienne doesn't have the worst game of his football life again... <laughs> That, um, yeah, I liked him. I thought Kirk looked really good. We didn't speak about this on Monday, but Christian Kirk actually had a, had a great day. So, yeah, yeah, give me the Jags. Why not? And if you and if this game is a tie, then the Colts should be banned for the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah, they should change their name to the London Colts and get a new <laughs> franchise over here if that happens. Um, yeah, by the way, we didn't talk about this earlier, but uh, you had Broncos minus six, so you lost the uh, Monday night oh, as well. That was- after after a couple of drives of that game, I, you, I knew that that was completely finished. <laughs> um, but yeah, back to this one. I've gone Colts minus four. I don't think they can have two bad games of like that in a row. Maybe they can, but they moved the ball well. Like we said, Jonathan Taylor and Matt Ryan's stats were relatively good, apart from a interception for Ryan. But I think they've just got to finish drives better, be a bit more aggressive on third and fourth down and put some points on the board. And that defense has to play a lot better than it did against the Texans, though, because the Texans aren't blessed with loads of talent on offense but they move the ball relatively well at times so yeah i'm gonna go colts minus four and we'll see if this is the one that i'm regretting um we'll leave the sky games for last so let's do panthers at giants next giants are favored at three by three points at home uh is the first time in like five years with giants have been above 500 so congrats to brian daywell on that, <laughs> that big w um this is tricky for me because I thought the Panthers played okay at times against the Browns, but the first half, Baker Mayfield looked awful. And I do quite like the coaching of the Giants, so I found this one hard, but I'll go straight off the bat and go first for once. Um, I've actually put Panthers plus three on the road. I've taken the Panthers and Baker Mayfield, which I think I could be regretting, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm going to go. I was thinking straight away, I'm going to go also for the Panthers because I just don't <laughs> trust I, I can't trust the Giants either I do like Dayball and actually I watched that I don't know if you've seen this video kind of like a minute minutes worth of the camera following him after the victory yeah it just seems like a guy that, that that looks great like a lot of emotion in that so that was awesome but I don't think I can quite trust the Giants to be favoured yet yeah also Robbie Anderson popped up from nowhere with 100 yards last week didn't he even though apparently he hates Baker Mayfield. And Robbie Anderson was over 100 yards as well um, Sunday, even though he hates Mayfield. Remember that uh, Instagram post he did where he, <laughs> he just didn't want Baker there. But no, also DJ Moore was pretty quiet. So, yeah, I'd expect a little bit more out of Carolina. 
like I said, just can't go for the Giants as favourites yet. <laughs> you're not not quite believing in the uh, Daniel Jones revenge tour yet. Not quite. Um, what are your thoughts on CMC? Obviously, his usage was really low on the weekend, um, which I thought was a bit weird. But then when he did get the ball, he looked good. Not great, but good. But yeah, his usage was weird. So I almost feel like this is going to be a battle of the injured running backs of Saquon and, and CMC, see who gets more touches and who yeah. can do more. But Saquon certainly looked fresher in week one. 14 touches for McCaffrey, basically six yards average through the air and just over three on the ground. So, yeah, it's a strange. You'd have expected more, wouldn't you, week one? But, yeah, we'll see week two. I think if he has a bit more of a bounce-back game, then definitely I think Carolina take this game. But Saquon looked awesome. Yeah, he did. Definitely. Um, last game then of the 6pm slate. It is the Sky game. Uh, I do feel like this will be a fun game. It is Bucks at Saints. Uh, Bucks, who cannot beat the Saints with Tom Brady, are favoured by three points in New Orleans. What are your thoughts on the line there to start with? Expected, I think. Yeah, I still think they're, especially with bookies, they're very favoured, aren't they, the Bucks always? We found that last year with some of the big spreads they had. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, in terms of my thoughts on the on the game... It's interesting because obviously the head coach now is the DC from last year and it was the defence that really won them the game. It was that, that one game in Tampa where the Commonwealth score was now, but it was incredibly low. So it was a defence that kind of did win the game for them. But I still just look at it and just like, surely Tom Brady's going to beat this team. But I think that offence, the Saints, did better than I thought the weekend in week one. Yeah, no, I quite liked... Um... So, you know, something I've not thought about is this. Obviously, it's the first London game in two weeks. The Saints-Vikings are sneaky, really good game for London, yeah. like, isn't it? It's like something I've not really considered myself. But, yeah, yeah, they, they look good. Like I said, uh, Monday, Alvin Kamara, quite quiet. Again, kind of low, low usage. They only touched the ball 12 times, but kind of spread the ball around. They've got, got more weapons it feels like than last season, obviously with Thomas coming back and now having Jarvis Landry and Chris Olave. So, yeah, this is a tough one for me. This I feel like they've got more talent and they've got the Bucks number in the regular season. But I'm going to go Tampa Bay because I think they're going to be much better than they were against Dallas the other day. What do you think the um, points total is on this game? Uh, I'm going to say it's going to be, I think, 42 and a half. 44, so not far Ooh, off. I'd be, tempted, oh, oh. I'd be tempted with the over with that, I would. Yeah, yeah, perhaps, yeah. It's, it's obviously just to say that every year and then the Saints seem to shut the <laughs> Tampa's offence up. But, yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, Chris Godwin out now with a hamstring injury after he played in week one. I think Mike Evans didn't look great at times in the second half against Dallas, which is a bit of a worry. Obviously, Lenny Fournette looked pretty good. Um, for the Bucks' offensive line, they've now lost a left tackle with that elbow injury. So I'm a little bit worried about the offense, but I'm still, I don't know why. I think Tom Brady just does that to us on this podcast. But we pick the Bucks a lot. I'm going to pick the Bucks as well. Um, oh, do I change that? Mm. Oh, go on then. We haven't had many changes. Let's go, Saints. No, 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 I can't do it. No, I can't. I changed it. I'm going to hate myself on Sunday if I picked against Tom Brady and he wins 34 20 or something. Yeah, exactly. um, yeah, I think this will be a fun game. Really good defenses on both sides of the ball. Two of the best defenses in the NFC for sure. So it should be a good game. Um, next game, then, maybe won't be a great game. Falcons at the Rams. Rams are favoured after that very embarrassing defeat to Buffalo by 10 points at home. Is 10 points too many, mate, in week two? What are your thoughts? 
Because the Falcons at least could move the ball, couldn't they, the weekend? Yes, they could, yeah, until they stopped, until they forgot how to do so. <laughs> very college-style offence as well when you watch it back. Yeah, yeah, very much so, which kind of can dry up as the game kind of tightens up. But, oh, mate, that's a line that really worries me, that the Rams were real bad as well. I, I know it's, <laughs> I know it was Buffalo and we're kind of talking that they might be kind of going to the Super Bowl or whatever, and I've picked them to go there. But, no, mate, you're going to have to, I think, give me the Rams. I am um, minus no 10. Yeah, give me the Rams at minus 10. It's, it's, it's a huge line, but I just don't particularly like the talent that Atlanta can put together for four. I don't think they can do it for four quarters. I, I kind of see this, maybe it's maybe it's a close game through two and a half quarters and kind of the Rams pull away a little bit, maybe win by 14 or 13. But I just don't like Atlanta. I didn't like uh, kind of the look of them last week. I think it was more down to the Saints deficiencies kind of through three quarters than it was Atlanta playing incredibly well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you with that. Um, yeah, I've gone Rams as well. I just think they're very good at beating up these bad teams usually. I do think Falcons can move the ball relatively well on the ground. But I think after seeing it on tape, that offense will probably be stopped a little bit. Easier maybe in the first couple of quarters than it was on Sunday. So, yeah, I'm going to go Rams as well. We'll see what Stafford's elbow looks like. But if Stafford doesn't play well again and Adam Robinson doesn't get the ball, I'm going to start to worry, I think, about the, the Rams offense, especially against this Falcons defense, I think. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, next game then, also a 10-point spread, which is, I think, slightly crazy here. But Seahawks at 49ers. 49ers, after losing to the Bears, are favoured by 10 points. And I can confirm, I've already put Seahawks plus 10. Ride the Geno Smith bandwagon on my uh, selection. So I'm going to go Seahawks because I just think 10 is too much, even though I think 49ers will probably win the game. Um, Trey Lance, I think, didn't look great, but I think people are slating him when really conditions weren't good at all. And he did a couple of good passes down the field. So I'm going to go Seahawks plus 10 in this one, kind of ride the defense the way they played. Uh, those tackles blocked so well that I think Rashad Penny can have a really good run game against the 49ers. And, and the Seahawks seem to always play them close. So, yeah, I'm going to go Seahawks plus 10 in this. I think it's too much of a spread. I can't believe that that's the line. <laughs> that, that's a. The Rams and Falcons, I can perhaps get the Super Bowl champs against one of the worst teams in the NFC. May I am not having that line. I'm definitely having the Seahawks. And they're not, <laughs> they're not going to be a great team this season. But, you know, they are. Got, they still have some talent on defence. And they looked they looked good, I thought, defensively against the Broncos. So, no, you're going to have to give me the Seahawks. I can't have that. I can't believe you you even said minus 10. That's <laughs> shocking. I know, it's crazy isn't it, after that game, but people believe in the 49ers still. We'll see. It's a, it's a hell of a spread. I think it is the, yeah, it's the biggest spread of the week, so joint biggest spread of the week. Uh, next game then. This game looked really good about a week ago, but unfortunately Dak Prescott's injury means this game looks a lot worse now. I think it probably would have been the Sky game if if he was healthy, but unfortunately he's not. So Bengals at Cowboys. Bengals are favoured by eight points on the road in Jerry World. Um should it be more than that, mate, if they're going to be playing Cooper Rush? No, I think that seems to me about right. Do you not? I, I, I believe yeah, it's close enough. in Dallas, I think I'm happy with that spread. 
yeah, I think it's close. Just it depends how well they they run the ball. But in terms of the game, I think the Cowboys defense can give the Bengals some fits. I do think Michael Parsons is probably going to kill that O line, um, and Joe Burrow is probably going to take some more sacks. But I just think Trayvon Diggs will probably get killed a little bit. But I think the main issue is can the Cowboys score seven more than seventeen points? I just I can't see it with that quarterback in play, even if they run the ball well. Um, Bengals' defensive line is not blessed for, for, for rush defense. It's very good against the pass. But, yeah, I think Max, I could see them scoring 20, and I think the Bengals are going to score more than 20. Um, but will they cover the spread? Yeah, I'll go Bengals minus eight. I don't normally want to take anything over a touchdown but um, for a favorite, but I'm going to have to go Bengals minus eight. I can't believe in uh, Cooper Rush. Yeah, do you know what? I'm going to go Dallas. What's that going to be built on? Good defense and a solid good, run game, you think? Good defense, give me the run game, maybe Bengals. If the Bengals come out clicking on offense, then obviously I'm going to be completely out of the water. But I think that Dallas maybe have to keep it close, to be honest with you, even though they back backup QBs in. So, no, give me Dallas. It feels feels a big spread again. Yeah, it is, yeah, it is a big spread. Um, next one, then, is also a big spread. This one will surprise you as well. Texans at Broncos. Broncos, after losing to the Seahawks on the road, are favoured by 10 points. Oh, my God. Another 10 points. (laughs) Against the Texans, yeah. So, um, yeah, favoured at home. Obviously, Russell Wilson did move the ball well. A couple of red zone fumbles, which really limited their scoring offence. But for me, didn't look incredible. But obviously, they did manage to move the ball well. More talented than the Texans, but... I don't think I can add Broncos minus 10. So I've actually written down Texans plus 10 yeah. here. And I'm going to ride the uh, the wave of uh, Davis Mills. I actually do I think... Am, I am fully joining you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think Pep, Pep Hamilton, obviously offensive script must have been good at, at least because they started the game well. Brandon Cooks looked good. I'd like to see Damian Pierce play a little bit more than he did in week one. Um, but yeah, with them tight ends as well, I feel like they can score touchdowns in the red zone. So yeah, I just think the Broncos are probably going to have to score... 30 points to win by 10 at least and they can do that but after watching one week I'm not going to guarantee that so I'm going to go Texans plus 10 same same as you yeah I'd, uh, I'd maybe have took a touchdown but I'm not having 10 points <laughs> it's a lot isn't it it is a lot first game in first game in my high as well isn't it for for Russ we'll see we'll see I think this could be a sneaky fun game I reckon it could go I want to see what the points to it is I reckon this could be an over game because I just weirdly keep liking the um Texas offense, even though it seems to only play for three quarters at best, and then it seems to uh, <laughs> go inwards a little bit. Uh, what's the total? Total is total is forty six points, so more than the Bucks game. <laughs> but yeah. I think that probably says more about the defenses, doesn't it, than it does the offenses? Yeah, for sure. Um, next game then: Cardinals at Raiders. Both teams lost in Week One. Um, Cardinals obviously more so, but I still think the Raiders with three massive turnovers that they'll be feeling like on offense they could do better than they did. And Cardinals will definitely feel like at least on offense they should have played better than they did on Sunday. Uh, Raiders are favored by six points at home. Wow. What are your thoughts on that one? That has surprised me. Six. I was just thinking in my head, this is maybe the week's most pivotal game because neither team wants to fall 0-2 in their respective divisions, really tough divisions. So, oh, minus six has surprised me. I think I know which way I'm going to go already. <laughs> yeah, I, I've um, 
oh, it just pains me after watching them say Cardinals minus six. So I have to say, I am going to go Cardinals plus six. Sorry. Um, they've got the better quarterback. I don't know what else they've got, but they've got the better quarterback. And I'm going to kind of just ride that this will be a high score and close game. And we'll see if the Cardinals get a couple of players back from injury this week and can field a better team. But Derek Carlett's pretty terrible for me against the Chargers. So I'm going to go cards plus six, I think, and ride Kyler Murray, see if he can score 30-plus points and and get those six-plus added on top and, and win me the bet, I think. Yeah, I, I, I have to go with that. I can't give the Raiders six points against the Cardinals. I know the Chiefs absolutely whacked them on Sunday, but I think perhaps Arizona a little bit better than that. They need to get a run game going this this week. I mean, James Conner was quite poor in that game. So if they can get that going a little bit more, I'd expect that spread at least to be covered. But this is a real good game. Mm. Yeah, this is a fun game. Like you said, pr- probably quite pivotal, especially, I guess, because... Uh, the Rams and 49ers did lose, maybe not as much for the cards, but yeah, the Raiders, they're going to struggle because, like you said, AFC West is going to be 2-0 and at least for one of the teams, and the others could be both 1-1, one and one, and then you're sat there at 0-2 thinking, oh, this is a bit of a hole now, so, um, you know, big game for the Raiders. Uh, three games left then, rather than just the usual two, for start Sunday Night Football, we've got Bears at Packers, can't believe this is on Sunday Night Football, what are we doing? I know the Bears are a really popular team, but this game just should not be. And I think it almost looks worse now with how bad the Packers looked. But Packers are at home and they are favoured by 10 points. So we have another 10. I think this 10 is probably a lot more fair, mate, with how uh, how much Aaron Rodgers has carved up the Bears' defence over the last six or seven seasons. Yeah, I would completely agree with you there. I think this game could be quite ugly for the Bears. Do you not think? I know they're coming off a real high, but... Yeah, I think Rogers, you know what he's like when he's pissed off and he's got kind of an agenda to him. And yeah, I see the Packers in this one. What was the spread again? Sorry, uh, 10. Oh, god, lord! So, quite a lot <laughs> for an offense that looks bad on Sunday, but they also looked bad last year. And we you're one, gonna right? have to give me the Packers, uh, give me the Packers <laughs> on this one. I think uh, I don't think that Chicago can uh, repeat the heroics in the. No. no, I'm with you. I've got Packers minus 10. I feel like they'll win by two touchdowns. Get the run game a bit more. Aaron Jones only had five runs on uh, Sunday. They need to get him involved more on the run game. Um, yeah, I'll go Yeah, I'll go Packers minus 10 and just hopefully a wide receiver or two can actually catch something and Aaron Rodgers won't have to shout at everyone so much. <laughs> um, I'll feel a lot better about this on Sunday if it gets confirmed that their left and right tackle are back because I think the run game will just be far superior then if they do that. But We'll see. If Justin Fields scores a couple of TDs in the first half, then this game could be interesting, but we'll see. should be a fun one if, if Fields plays well, but yeah, I'm not counting on it against that great Packers defence. Um, Monday Night Football then, two games. We'll start with the one that kicks off first, Titans at Bills. Um, seeing as the spread's been quite high, do you want to take a guess what this spread is? Bills are at home? Seven. So Bills are favoured by nine points. Wow. Uh, it was 10.5, but it's been bet down to nine. Um, so people obviously really slating the Titans for that loss loss to the Giants um, obviously Titans beat the Bills last year and very very good performance Ryan Tannehill played okay at the weekend um, Derek Henry ran okay not very efficiently but they did a lot they were out of wide receiver talent I think Kyle Phillips from UCLA was their number one receiver wasn't he against the uh, against the Giants so I'd be worried I think on offense if they could just keep up mate to be honest 
Yeah, I agree with you there. I mean, my God, there is some massive spreads this week. I think that's where the differences between me and you is going to be. I'm going to go Buffalo, take a tiny, tiny step back, still win this game by at least a touchdown. But I'm on the spread, give me, give me Tennessee, why not? Oh, Tennessee plus nine. You need a good Derek Henry day for that, I think. Yeah, you? yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've gone Bills minus nine. Um, I think Josh Allen played well in week one. Um, Diggs played really, really well, actually. Diggs looked great. So I think the offense will be too good for them. So I'll go Bills minus nine. Um, last game then. For me, the second best game of the week. So we've got the best game at the start of the week, second best at the end. Vikings at Eagles. Eagles were favoured by three. Then they were favoured by one. But as of the moment, they are now favoured by two. So Eagles by two at home. Um, people are betting on this game a lot because the line keeps changing all the time at the moment. What are your thoughts on that spread? Is that is that fair or should the Eagles be favoured by the normal four three points at home? No, no, I, I don't think so. I think this is two very, very closely matched teams, to be honest with you. I think there's a lot of talent on, uh, especially after Minnesota's win over Green Bay as well, so where they look great. Uh, I think it leaves me with, no, I think this is going to be a, a, a real close game. Given the Eagles' deficiencies on defence Sunday against the Lions, I, I would have to take in this uh, the Vikings plus two. Oh, I'd already written down that you were going to put the Eagles. Oh, really? <laughs> no, I think it's just such. A, I think it's going to be a toss-up, a real toss-up game. To be honest with you, it's uh, lets you know where both teams are going to be at early in the season. Oh, by the way, I wouldn't be surprised if this was kind of a fourteen-point game either way. That wouldn't surprise me as as same as having it being a field goal game. Yeah, I agree. I think this could be a, an exciting game. This is the second highest points total of the week, I think. Uh, yeah, joint highest with Cardinals and, and Raiders. So 51 points in this game is the total, which I think is very high. But yeah, I think it's fair. I've gone with the Vikings as well. Um, I'm really high on the Vikings this season, as everybody knows. It's probably too high on them last year, but got them to win the division this year I think the offense looked great I think as the passing offense developed in the first half that allowed them to run the ball more with Dalvin Cook because the Packers had to try and stop the run and I uh, sorry stop the pass and I think that could happen again um, because I know that they're going to come out throwing and then eventually they'll go to that kind of run on 11 personnel look and we'll see if the Eagles put Jordan Davis in more and if they don't then um, for some reason, the Eagles DC tries to stop the run with three players, it feels like, uh, half the time. And I just think that the Vikings would be too good to run on that. So, yeah, I'm going to go Vikings plus two. Uh, even though I just I would struggle to see the game at the two points actually mattering, I just think you're almost picking who to win this game, aren't you? So, um, yeah, I'm going to go the Vikes and say Justin Jefferson has another big game. But there's some good fantasy players in this one, for sure, aren't there? Yeah, very good. I mean, it's with having, of course, two games on Monday night, nothing in fantasy is going to be finished, is it? Before, no, it's not. Before that. Especially with the players involved. Derek Henry, yeah. Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen, Jefferson, Thielen, Cook. Obviously, yeah. you've still got AJ Brown, Sanders, people like that. So we'll see. Um, we'll see if Devontae Smith gets more of a run. Harley was involved in week one from when I did back of the box score. That did surprise me a bit. I'll be interested to see if they can get him going against these Vikings corners a bit more in, in week two. Yeah, for sure. I think moving him around would be a little bit important. Jeff Akuda did a good job, to be fair, from Detroit on him. But yeah, moving him around a little bit more. But be good. But yeah, let's see. See if AJ Brown can go anywhere close to matching Justin Jefferson. We'll see. It'll be fun. I look forward to seeing if it can happen. 
Um, but yeah, that's it. Week two preview done. Um, picked all the games against the spread. Our differences are, I've gone Colts minus four. You've gone Jags plus four. I've gone Bengals minus eight. You've gone Dallas plus eight. I've gone Bills minus nine. You've gone Titans plus nine. So you are relying on the Jags, the Cowboys and the Titans. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I'm not sure about that. As, <laughs> as you end up relying on these teams each week, but we'll see. We'll see. We're also relying on the Seahawks and Texans as a pair, but we'll see yeah. if those. Uh, we'll see if they uh, they let us down. But that is it for, for week two. Um, you're off, aren't you? Next game, so we'll have someone. Uh, sorry, next podcast, so you, we'll have someone else filling in to talk about these games. Um, I'll text you to see if you beat me this week or not. I'll let you know. Um, but me and Patrick will be back together probably is it in two episodes time is it mate or are you back for the next yeah next week next week's preview yeah for sure okay cool perfect uh, but remember to go follow us at go for two pod follow patrick at mugs nfl and we will speak to you soon enjoy week two yeah speak to you soon everyone